Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com. Welcome to Full Time Reds. It's me, Chris Brack. I'm here with Matt. I'm here with Kev, and we are here sponsored by Bookmakers.com. Uh, if you want to know about Bookmakers.com, the details are in the description below. They are bookmakers who will help you find the best deals they can. If gambling is not your thing, don't worry. Have a look at their YouTube channel. They do really good uh, football content, and they have really good uh, statistics on their website. So it finished Liverpool two. Real Madrid 5 in a pretty humbling experience, let's be honest. Liverpool don't concede 5 at home very often. And I'll be honest, this is definitely one of those things where, Matt, you just kind of have to take your medicine. We can talk through the goals and we'll talk through that, you know, some things we're happy about, we're happy about, but we're just out. They, they were just ruthless and I think just played on a very naive second half performance. Very, very naive. Yeah, I can all kind of feel a bit grieved at halftime you know the second goal of theirs like the second goal of ours a bit of a freak goaltending mistake uh but how we played in the second half from the first minute in was that was really really bad it was really bad i mean it's hard to even try to take any positives out of it of you know this is the reigning european champions this is real madrid you know, they've got one of the best managers in the entire world. They got a lineup of absolutely top level players, but so do we. So do we. And we did not play like that at all. And I couldn't be further away in how I'm feeling right now than how I felt at about uh, 15 minutes into this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Kev, you and me were messaging most of the game. Um, we were generally all right, actually. You and me were half time sort of going like a bit mad with got to 2-2, but, you know, both teams have scored a worldie, and both teams have conceded a rick. So you kind of went, ah, do you know what? That first half could have been 4-2 Liverpool, it could have been 4-2 Madrid, it could have been 4-4. It was a bit of a mad first half. Mm. Second half is the real killer, I would say. That's, what's really, yeah. that's what we really just looked like. They just they just um, took advantage of us quite comfortably. Yeah. We were just well and truly handily beaten in the second half. From start to finish, man for man, they um, their plan for the second half was just much better and much more, much um, just how could you say they just executed it better. The thing is, the first half was mental; it was absolutely crazy. Even at two nil up, it was like they're definitely on; they're gonna get something because Vinicius Junior was. A constant, constant threat, and the way they countered was was spot on. When you actually look at the stats, we both had nine shots. They had one more on target than us. We had chances. This is the, this is the killer. We had plenty of chances in both halves to get just, more just than one, the two that we got. So just one, just one thing, mate. Um, guys in the chat, I get everyone's frustrated. If you're going to use foul, shitty language, you're just going to get a block. 
grow up. We're all upset. You don't need to use foul language, okay? You don't need to go over the top like that. Uh, so, Jack, I've seen your comments. If you want to express your disappointment, that sound, mate. Don't express it like that. That's your warning. Anything like that again, you can you can get lost. Okay, sorry, Kev. Carry on, mate. No, just, no, I know. I had comments I, after. I, so. I, I'm I'm sick of people who are frustrated, and I get we're all frustrated. I'm pissed off royally how badly we've been today. But you don't have to. There's a way of expressing yourself without being an arse about it. Okay, sorry, mate. Carry on. Oh, Kev, have we lost Kev? Right, sorry. Go back to you, Matt. So while Kev comes back, so um, look, let's let's start from the beginning. So lineup wise, uh, did, you know, same again. Think, same again. You know, did did that eventually tell its toll? Possibly, but look, you couldn't ask for a better start. You know, it's a, the move for the goals, but it's a great ball by Trent into Gap into Gap um, into Gapo. Plays it nicely to Bajetic. Plays it out to Salah. Lovely ball, and you know. Nunes doing his, his Fulham finish. You know, great start. You think, perfect. That's what we need. Excellent. And then two minutes, and then not long after that, um, Mo does what which we probably, a lot of clubs don't do a lot of, which is just pressure a keeper, because not every keeper is brilliant with the ball at the feet. And unfortunately, ours are supposed to be, and he got caught out, but we'll come back in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, takes advantage. Nice finish. You think, right, 2-0. Settle down and see what happens. Um Vinicius goal, the first goal, it's a brilliant goal. Yeah. You know, people will point things out at Joe. Could Joe get a bit tighter? Could trend up? It's quick into play. And the word he bends it into is really, really difficult. I mean, JS sums it up perfectly. Sobering, that is pretty much what today is. You know, you can't really put it any other way. And then Liverpool had some chances. So, so, did Real, so did Real Madrid. And then, unfortunately, the second goal, which is just a bit of a killer. Uh, Paul Pajetic loses it in the middle. You know, as a kid, you're going to have to accept that's the risk of playing a youngster. You know, he did okay today, but, you know, that's the risk of playing a youngster. You, they might make a mistake. Joe Gomez, some people say maybe she's booted out for a corner, possibly. Uh, but others, am I might... But again, the pass back, some will say it's not a great pass, but I still think Alisson, it's, it's not that difficult a clearance he has to make. It wasn't like the... Um, of course, always trying to control it and get it onto a strong foot. You know, it's pretty comfortable at his feet. And we go at a half time, go, fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's 2 2, and you're like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second goal, I have a, I have a tough time assigning a ton of blame to Joe Gomez for that one. Like somebody said there that Gomez was at fault for four of the goals. So, yeah, I, think, I, don't, I don't think that can be one of them. Like, wasn't a good pass back. It was a bit bobbly and things like that. But I mean, Allison is one of the world's best keepers with the ball at his feet. He needs to be able to do better than that and to just do a full carryus and not see the player there and kick it right into him. And yeah. did basically the same thing at Wolves, I believe it was, this year. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, James here, the comment from Henderson. Hard to sum up that game. Large parts, first half, we were better. Probably true. Uh, too many mistakes around the goals and we were punished. Pretty much, to be honest. So... So look, I was two two. I was all right, generally. It almost uh, shouldn't have been two two though going into the half because forty five minutes. Ball. Andy Robertson, what a what a tackle! I mean, that's a tap yeah. in for Rodrigo at the back post. Definitely, definitely. But the the of all the five goals conceded, the one that really wound me up was the third one. Um, yeah. Vinicius gets past Trent. Look, loads will go on. How, how do you get past Vinicius? Gets past loads of people with that pace. The foul by Gomez, it's a it jumps in. It doesn't need to it doesn't need to make it and it doesn't take much. It won't take much to knock knock Vishal at that speed. But even then, the defending, oh my god, my, I, I wouldn't expect like an under eight side to defend like that. He just walks and heads it. There's no one near him. There's no man marker. Lip will do a hybrid of man marker and zonal, but it's piss poor, isn't it? It is proper schoolboy stuff, that goal. And I think I tweet, tweeted it out. You can't give a gift like that to Real Madrid. You're just asking for trouble. And that's really, really sick, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably the worst set-piece defense we've seen at Anfield since the corner was taken quickly by Trent. Like It looked like none of our players were prepared to deal with that ball coming in. You watch the replay. There's a shot from behind the goal. And it just shows six of our players just standing there. 
And Militao just has a free run. He completely ghosts away from Gakpo, who looks has a look on his face like he has no idea what he's supposed to be doing or who he's yeah, supposed he's, to be covering. He seems, he seems surprised the runner's gone past him. You know, it's, and then uh... nobody we like we've got a line of five or six players kind of protecting Allison, forming a bit of an offside line because the ball wasn't completely on the end line, and none of those row of players none of them react to it and he just has a free header it's an absolute bullet header there's nothing allison can do about it but and then the second two it, i mean he's just picking us off on the on the i say he's picking us the counter but i'll be honest we didn't we didn't really threaten i didn't think too much but look fourth goal he is on side uh joe's probably just a bit too deep than he needs to be and look when you look when you look not i mean i, I fortunate for joe he felt like he was, he was there at every shot um it's a wicked deflection, you know. Allison's no chance, and if you get if you let Benzema get a shot off, you know that's the risk you take. But yeah, not grand. Uh, Ian saying uh, Pajetti was was poor tonight. Uh, the game just passed him by tonight, in my opinion. But at eighteen, it can happen. I thought he was fine first. I thought second. I thought he might have got talked a little bit sooner. I mean, we'll we'll go into the subs because um, a few were questioning the subs and saying um, you know not happy with them. So we'll, we'll talk about what subs he made, what we thought. I think Kev, which is up to the fifth goal. It's a great finish by Benzema. We can't, it's can't outrageous finish. It's an outrageous goal. But the thing that and you and me were having a discussion about is the bit that annoyed me was we give the ball away soft, and if he gets with Fabinho, the young kid Bajetic, I know it's not very popular. Take him out before you get the ball to Benzema. Once the ball gets to Benzema, Benzema one on one, you're going to struggle to get the ball off him. See, Modric was Modric was gone, yeah. and that that was the thing. It was once once uh, once Modric nicked the ball. He was gone, and the the way Benzema sat Allison down, it was just that's the kind of thing you do when you're four two up, you know, and you've got that little bit of composure. It was a world class finish. It was an absolutely outstanding finish. Their first goal and their last goal were true world class finishes, you know. Um, on the RTE commentary, Ray Houghton was on, and he said that Joe Gomez could have got closer. No, he couldn't. That was as, if he got any closer, he'd have sidestepped him and gone past him anyway. It was just the way that, and he did it a couple of times because Allison made a brilliant save in the first half when Benicius shifted yeah. it onto on his right foot and he just shifted it out again, made the angle, and it was just an outstanding finish. The first one, the second one, Allison got across to it and saved it and went out for a corner, but the the last goal. <laughs> Benzema, who hasn't kicked the ball in anger in weeks, was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And the thing is, they managed the last 20 minutes. You know, it was just the fact that they, they only had nine shots in total. Um, it was only because they managed out the last the last 20 minutes. If they were, if they needed to go again, they could have. And we were comp- in the first half, it was end to end. And while it was Helter Skelter, it was fine. We were we were well in it. But the composure they showed once they got ahead, it was like, okay, we got ahead, we're staying ahead, and that was the one thing that we didn't show when we were 2 0 up. And once I suppose the thing is, you're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea with this Madrid side at 2 0 up. Do you, I don't think you could sit off and let them have the ball because I think they're that good that they could that they mm. would have created enough chances anyway. And if you go for if you go for a third, you can get picked off. <laughs> You almost got to back yourself individually to win your individual battles, and they just won more of the individual battles when we were tuning up from the time we were tuning up right through to the end of the game. We were fortunate, in, in fairness, at the time. I mean, it was a ridiculous mistake by Courtois, well taken by Salah, but at the same time, you find yourself in that situation, and I guarantee you, to a man, they wouldn't have thought they were going to be tuning up. So, probably to, to work out for themselves what the hell are they going to do. And they decided to go for Brooke and keep going. And they just got mm. picked off. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not grand. Um, but where can we go on? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about subs in a minute. Apparently, Jamie Carragher said he'll he'll get his place for Liverpool back four tonight. He's all he's all big and brave, Jamie. Once once the result goes poor, you know, never yeah. mind. Dickhead comments like that don't really help, Jamie. Thanks for that. Um, so let's talk about the subs then, because. He, he does like for like. He brings on Jota and Bobby for Gakpo and Nunes, who were, uh, I mean, they didn't really get much of a touch of the ball in the, in the second half, but to be honest, I don't think any of the front three got a touch of, of, no. of it, really. So um, I thought he might have kept Darwin on for a bit longer just for his 
physicality and his pace, but we didn't really expose it. And then a few saying, you know, Milner came on for, I was saying to you, Milner came on, I said, what's the point of having Navi Keita on the bench then? Well, if you like or loathe Navi Keita, and people have their own opinions of him, he's not been used now for three games, so what's the point of putting him in the squad if you're never going to use him? You know, James Milner, but it was... he's, a, he's, a, he's a good sir, he's a good servant to the club, but you know, isn't that sort of... He, he wasn't... James Milner coming on, and even when with what he did, he was fine. You know, he didn't yeah. really get, get exposed in any way, shape or form. Nabby, I think once he once Gomez got injured, that kind of made up... That I mm-hmm. think that probably made up Klopp's mind. That if you're going to lose the pace of someone like Gomez at the back, because he's covering... His, his ability to play on the cover was okay. He was getting he was getting it an awful lot, but yeah. if you're sacrificing that for Joe Matip, you can't then put Naby in midfield as well, because uh-huh. it it was hard enough as it was. I think the only thing that he could have done was maybe brought on left uh, Darwin on, and maybe gone four four two, yeah, put two up top, two out wide, and try and go that way. But at the same time. You'd have been three v two in midfield with Modric. He'd have just pinged you around like a fucking lunatic. He, he didn't do nothing apart from step outside. He didn't step hardly step outside of the of, of the halfway line all game. He just dictated yeah. everything from there. He didn't fucking move. I'd love to see his heat map because I bet you he didn't move. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I just I disagree, Kev, because a couple of times I wrote down like yeah. Modric when he did now again. He's everywhere. But the, he attra- he he finds himself. Near the ball, it's whatever it is, whatever it is, it's probably it's just intelligence. He just attracts himself to the ball, but he doesn't seem to be one that runs around like a headless chicken. He just doesn't. No, he and just like I, I noticed something with their attack. It was for just, the first. Oh, sorry, Kev. Go ahead. Oh, he's frozen again. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 I noticed something that they were kind of doing in their attack when they get the ball out wide is Benzema would drift out and match up with either Rodrigo no, no. or Jesus Jr. And then the left or right-sided midfielder, and they'd form a little square, and they'd just play these little balls around it. And that's kind of where the yeah. first goal came from, is they just overloaded, and that overload is Benzema and Modric dropping in there to just play these intricate little passes. And it's like they've practiced it a million times. Because they're just yeah. so quick and so precise. And it's where the first goal and the fourth goal come from. It's just them getting into tight spaces with really skilled technical players. And we just couldn't put a tackle in. And nobody on our team, the fine on our team for taking a yellow card has to be massive. Because nobody wants to take a yellow card on this team. I think like the, only just- one going, the only one going into tonight that was at risk was uh, Trent. Everyone else mm-hmm. was, was fine. So it was... There was just times in the second half, Matt, that we just couldn't get anywhere near him. We physically couldn't make the distance between when, because as soon as any, as soon as they got the ball, it was quick one touch. It was gone. It was quick one twos, move into space. And like you said, it is something that they pat. There was patterns of play that they practice year in year out. They've been doing it for that long that they just, it's just instinct with them. Yeah, they're that damn good when you get, especially when they have a lead. Because they just manage it. They're sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, "Yeah, look, in that second half, they're way better." Yeah, they, they, we just couldn't get anywhere near it. I, I abs every time. I don't watch Madrid a lot. But I watch them beat Liverpool more than I watch them play anybody else. But six, I, they've won six. They've won six of the last seven games or something. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. adore Fede Valverde. That is, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's a brilliant so player. player. That is, he yeah. is so so good in the most unheralded way. That's mm. he's, that, he's at that perfect fucking age as well, isn't he? Where he's going yeah. to be around for a decade, and you you didn't see it in the World Cup with him, but you saw it tonight. How how he's high energy, and he he just hunt. He's reading his ability to read the game, you know, and to read the play. It was second to none. And that's not to say that in the second half, we weren't without chances. We had half-decent chances in the second half. There were four saves out Courtois. There was one Bobby header from a corner that went off Rudiger. And, you know, you're talking half inches. You know, he gets a clean header on that. It's in the corner. It's a goal. It's 5-3. You only need, it's only a two-goal deficit. Mm. 
the thing is, it's if spots and maybes. They took the chances. We didn't. No, no. And it's not like they only had five, wasn't it? They, they, they were just... No, it could have been more. It could have yeah. been more. But it could yeah. have been more the other way as well. You know? Yeah, the first, first half, especially both sides could mm. easily have scored four. Second half, there's only one. Let's be honest. Mm. There's only one side in it. And, you know, we can pick holes in players and people will do. And, you know, but yeah. as a team performance, they just all were out, outdone, including Klopp. You know, people, yeah. you know, you've got to say, you know, nothing changed, you know, and listen, maybe it could be, you know, like we've had these mad, we've had these mad 10 minute spells in European games where we score four in the past. People go, man, just go, there's nothing you can do. It felt a bit like that. It just felt like, I'm not sure what change we'd have made that would have shored it up or stopped, stopped us conceding more. And I also, I, think there is, at, I three, don't know. at 40, you kind of have to go for it a little bit because you kind of want to try and get one back. You know, a yeah. couple of saying Klopp was showing out of his depth. Well, tell me who you'd bring on. Tell me what you'd have brought on differently. What would you have changed differently? You know, people saying the four three three. What's the way we've been playing the last couple of games, which has shown some green shoots of um, positivity. Not saying Liverpool haven't been back in the last two games, but they've been better than they have been recently. Mm. But there was a concern out. And you may have said this, Kev, playing the same, pretty much the same level of the three games and the bounce. Would you know, would legs eventually catch up with us? I mean, tonight I'm not sure if that was the case. I think I think we just outplayed. No, I just think we were outdone. I don't. I don't think there's no point in looking for, you know, simple. I don't think there's a simple excuse that you can say to say, yeah, put your finger on that. That's the reason why we we conceded five. It's not. The it was Allison had a brain fart. Uh-huh. Gomez got a deflection. There's two. You had a stupid free kick and a moderate free kick that was inch perfect, brilliant. Brilliant timed run. Gakpo lost a runner. That's three. You had a brilliant counter attack for the fifth and a worldie for the first. Hmm. You know, on another night, you score, you get the deflection, you get the bounce to the, the lucky bounce. And tonight, it just wasn't it. You know, at 2 0, I was ecstatic. I was over the moon. I was absolutely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A roaring. But feels like, a, feels like a long time ago, I've done it. Yeah, and that's that's the deflation of it is because there were so many good things in that first half. But the more they got their foot on the ball, they just exposed the flaws that we have in the side. The the three in midfield are the patterns of play that Madrid had were it was too easy to get Vinicius on the ball early. And once he got on the ball early, it was panic. There was nobody that could match him for pace. And once he got got the ball early and wide, his first instinct was to run at someone. And if he couldn't get something off, he'd lay it off to someone else and bring someone else in and make a run. Benzema would come short and make the extra man. It's like, it's like here we are, we've done it a thousand times before, and this is what we're going to do. You know, it's not the first their first rodeo where they've been behind in away legs in a, in a, in a Champions League. And they just almost kind of reverted to type and just found a way and worked at it. They're really fucking good. Yeah, doing that, I don't think anyone's mm. saying we're unlucky. We've, we've spoken about some of the goals, you need that bit of luck. But we've, we've yeah. pretty much said the you whole second half, we were outplayed. I don't, I'm not sure you listen yeah. to what we're saying. We've said pretty much the goal. Second half, we were completely outdone. Completely outdone the second half. Yeah. So, and believe you know. me, if anybody was going to come on here and try to defend Liverpool, it would probably be me. And there's just mm. there's no defense for it. Uh, I think it was Zupdog said earlier on in the show, he had a comment up there. I meant to save it, but didn't about we can't put a corner in. Like Bobby had that one free header that went off a of Rudiger. But other than that, mm. we hit the first man like Danny Carvajal seems like he has some sort of tractor beam <laughs> in his head for pulling yeah. corner kicks into him. And really really bad like you're gonna get maybe a few opportunities here and there madrid aren't a huge team we've got some pretty big guys on our team we're getting corner kicks let's try to get our head on the ball no first guy first man first man like it's been like that for the whole season yeah yeah we still have 
the highest goals in the prep, one of the highest goals in the prep from corners, which just shows how shocking people are at corners because it doesn't feel yeah, like that. We, we had we had four corners and we hit the first man three times. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It, it's just it's frustrating. The last two is funny enough. The last two games, the corners have been going into the middle or into the into the far post, and uh, for whatever reason, they went near post this time. Maybe it's because it was Carvajal and he's like five foot eight, five foot nine. That they tried to attack the near post and look for flick on instead of far. I don't know, but I know for a fact the last two games we went far, we went to the middle of the goal and far post. And the other side of it as well, you got to look at Courtois six foot six. Anything in there around the middle or going to the far post, he's coming to get it. Mm. Yeah. So that's probably half the reason why they went near post. The only time that we didn't that it went to the middle was when Bobby got it, but he was a fair way out as well. And there was enough, I think he was probably. A yard outside the the inside six six yard box, so yeah. you know, and it was a right footed cross going away from the keeper, so that's probably why. Yeah, so so I suppose where we go from here, really. I mean, let's be honest, no one sees a European comeback coming coming from that, do we? Just, no, no, no. Just can't say. Even if you have Liverpool playing at their peak with everyone fit, no. Which is quite humbling, really, you know. So, I think that was I don't your... know. You got to hope. hope for a Barca one. I know what you're saying. The thing I, mean, I like, Kev, I love it. No, like the thing it. is, I've, I've got to be honest, I can't see it. The different, listen, the Barcelona game, when you look back at it, when you look at that first leg lost to Barcelona, where we lost 3 0, you, you come away from it thinking that wasn't a 3 0 game. This tonight felt like a 5 2. But at the same time, when you've got nothing to worry about, it doesn't matter. You're going out anyway, so fuck it. You know, you get one early one, get to half time with two to go, with two to get. Anything can happen. I'd never write this team off, not with what they've done in the last however many years. And, you know, in three weeks' time, we don't know where we're going to be. We don't know what. Liverpool are going to look like on Saturday. Now, mine three love, weeks' time. So God knows why not. What's that? I love Laszlo's uh, positivity. 4 0 easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, look, I'd have been more dev- I'd have been more angry if this was a league game, and yeah. that and that's the truth. Uh-huh. Is I look Madrid in the current state of where we are in the current state of where Madrid are. They're a better side than us at the minute, and uh-huh. you you just. Take your take our red glasses off for a sec. It's starting again. You thought the, that? Well, well, they've won the European Cup and they've added too many, which we didn't even play tonight. Yeah, you know, we haven't. It's almost the case when when David Alaba went off, more drift drifted out of the game. Yeah. It was like Nacho came on and it was like Thou shalt not pass. Mm-hmm. But while David Alaba was on, Mo was getting joy. You know, it was weird. But no, I'd never write this team off. It'll be. A bigger, it'll be a bigger achievement to go there and do and go through than what it was against Barcelona, even though it was four 0 I think it'll be it'll be a bit a bigger achievement to go to the Bernabeu and go through. But yeah, why not? It's not like we haven't seen other sides do this before, and we, it's not like we haven't done this before. Never write this side off. Uh, Klopp said, "I'm not really sure the third goal was a goal, but e- but even we had to defend the free kick better. Uh, that was a that was a real knock. I, I sort of feel like, I think the third goal felt like the killer of yeah. all the goals. That felt like yeah. the, the that was deflating. The yeah, because all the others you could sort of you know finish junior going. It's it's a it's a top quality goal. The fifth one's a top quality goal. The other two are mad deflections. You know you can sort of tell tell yourself, but the third goal, which I think is the the crucial one." It's it's so soft. The timing of it too, like to yeah, come yeah. back quickly after the half. You know, people be bouncing back in from the concourse mm. after halftime, ready to go. And by the time they've even gotten back to their seats, we're down three two, and we've thrown away a two goal lead. You know, at home, it's just mm. it's mind boggling. Like I I could take a tiny bit of positive out of this. Of uh, Gavin Walsh in the Telegram chat said, you know. How did anybody expect that a team that got battered by Brighton and Wolves would be able to beat Real Madrid? Like the mm. idea that we've turned a corner is is you know crazy. But the thing is, is it though? 
well, for now, like at this point, the tie's over as far as I'm concerned. Like Fair if enough, we yeah. get if we get something out of it, amazing. I'll take another Liverpool miracle. You know, like that's if we want to add another page to our. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna miss it. I'm I'm more than happy with that. I'm really really not expecting it. And again, I'm a super optimistic uh, when it comes to trying to predict <laughs> Liverpool results. But to get what our goal is for this season now, which will be to get into the top four, we don't need to be better than teams that are as good as Real Madrid. Problem you know? is though, the problem with this season, we haven't been, we haven't been we haven't been better than teams that are as good as Wolves. Yeah, it's amazing. So, I mean, because we're, this... so, we're so inconsistent, that's where it's a bit. That's where you know you hope you see in the league now. The Liverpool see for the last two games, not to you know tonight's a bit. We can't really sort of compare to many other Premier because I thought I thought Real Madrid, Madrid were sublime tonight. I don't think if I was doing match ratings, I don't know if I would give one of their players less than a nine. The work that Rodrigo did on their right-hand side in defense was not a part of his game. I thought he had. All of their defense had fantastic games. The smartest move to him was moving Valverde to centre mid to negate the lack of the lockers loss of Schumann. I mean, but when you have players of that quality, that's what they can do for you. Uh, Klopp's all said, we lost too many balls in the wrong moments. I can't remember one pass to Darwin behind the lines in, in the second half. That's right, it, it doesn't happen. He could. You're being cynical, you could change it sooner then so somebody might try and do that pass, I don't know. Klopp, I told the boys already, it's a massive knock, but a defeat, it's only defeat if we don't want to, le- if we don't want to learn from it. And we still want to win the game in Madrid, so... The usual standard things you would expect. Amanda, yeah, it's, so it's, it's it's what you do. I mean... The pay, the pay by numbers... The, yeah. The, what, the, what Billy O'Flynn is saying there is spot on. I'm more interested in getting a result against Palace. Yeah. And at the yeah, end of the day, right. it's like whatever happened or didn't happen tonight, you bounce in. If you go in on the back of a win against Real Madrid, you're bouncing in to, to Sellers Park. Sellers Park is a notoriously fucking difficult place to go and play football at the best of times. But at the same time, you're still coming off of six points and two clean sheets in the league, going away from home, having scored two goals, and yet conceded five. You know, it's not good. But at the same time, there's... there's, I think it's tough. So... Just got to go to Selhurst Park and get three points. Just bounce back from it. Yeah. You have to. And listen, it's, it's it's three games in a week next week. It's not like it's just Palace. It's Palace, then it's Wolves, and then it's United. That's the next three. So it's not like it's... You haven't got, he's got to find a way of rotating the squad because we can't, we can't play that 11 again because, you know, you can't. I can't see yeah. Fabinho and Henson do four games on the bounce. I just don't see it. Well, I could see it, but I don't think it's going to end well if we, no. if we do that. They're going to have to rotate, but... At the moment, I don't know who he's going to bring in for the Palace game because he's clearly Naby's been told he's just not wanted, and it's probably so. You're, you're looking at you bring, you're gonna, you'll Jim. probably bring Har. Yeah, you probably Harvey, bring yeah. Harvey in. Um, Milner will probably get a game, and well, the thing is, even if Milner gets a game, you, you don't need Milner to play ninety minutes. You need him to play sixty. Mm-hmm. So you get sixty minutes out of him. More than likely, Jotto will start. And you'd rest one of Gakpo or Darwin, and you just look at who's who's fit. I mean, the thing is, you got well Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, travel down Saturday morning, so you got three you got three days recovery. So you see what they're like by then. But I don't expect too many changes. Matip will come in for Joe, but yeah, because he's in so, Ibu's yeah, still I mean, of, is Ibu still a couple of weeks away? Hey, when's Ibu back? Is he a couple of weeks away? Yet? I haven't seen him in any of the. I haven't seen. No, he, he he hasn't he isn't training yet, so he's going to be it's a couple weeks. of weeks at least. Mm. He might be available for the second leg, depending. <laughs> Look, uh, Diaz, Diaz is probably available after the after this after that. So probably yeah. you forget about him as well. So it's like they're just going to have to manage it somehow. You know, I mean, they all they knew these games were coming. They knew the dates that they were coming. They haven't changed. So he's decided to go top heavy with the last two games, which is understandable given the fact that how desperate we were for a result against Everton yeah. and what happened. And you're going away to Newcastle is probably the hardest away ground in the league to go to. So you had to go as strong as you could for that one. Tonight was, look, you go the same again because they'd, they'd earned the right to keep the shirts. And 
this Saturday coming again away to Palace, there was about there's always going to be the one. This is a, probably the one that they they always forecast. Say, look, this is the one we're going to have to make changes in. No one mm. they would have had this one earmarked, and the players who are probably playing Saturday already know. You know, you'd they would so. already. Yeah, you'd have thought so. Because at least then the the other two games are home games, which yeah. well, I'll, I'll say well, maybe it won't help. I don't know. Depends, depends what turns up, but. Um, oh, we got lost in the 5-2. Uh, Mo Salah has also become Liverpool's all-time leading goal scorer in Europe. He's overtook Steven Gerrard now, so mm. I'm not sure he'll care much about that at the moment, but <laughs> no, it's, still an, it's still an achievement. And, you know, when you think... He's on 18 like, now for the season, I think, isn't he? Uh, no, it's 19, I think, isn't he? 19, is it? Mm, yeah. yeah. Batch-Titch became our youngest ever starter in the Champions League. How do you think he did first half, second half, honestly? I, he really faded. I Just before he came off, I wrote a note that was like his passing has gotten really under hit. Like he under hit like three or four passes in the middle and he was trying to do that kind of around the corner loopy stab pass and they were all just coming up short and we, we couldn't get our foot on the ball in the game. But I'd say out of the three midfielders that started, he had the best game. You know, Henderson ran around and did a few bits, but... I thought really... Henderson started well. I thought Henderson was fine the first half. Second half, like the rest of them, they all faded like fuck. You know, they mm -hmm. all they all looked like they shrunk at 3-2 mm -hmm. and just... It was, when was it that he they yelled They all at faded. Him? I wrote yeah, it I think, in here somewhere. I, think, it came through on the I thought Jesse was well. fine for first half. I thought he... I thought possibly when he lost the ball, which led to a second goal, that seemed to get in his head a little bit, but... I felt he was left on a bit too long, if I'm honest. Um, I think that he was probably what should have been took off a bit sooner. Partly, he's a kid, you know. He's, at the end of it, and this yeah. is the thing: he's, he's 18. You got to be careful not to overplay an 18 year old because it'll you can ruin them. Even though physically he could probably do it, you know, the mental side of football. You know, yeah, it's it wouldn't tough. be the worst idea to take him out of it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, for well, unfortunately for him, but also unfortunately for him, he's probably our most informed midfielder. So it's hard to pick a game where you don't want to play him, which nah, probably says. Says a lot of where Liverpool have been at times. You know, he's looked the most impressive. Nah, look, I think because he's 18, he gets a lot of leeway for. Um, he does, but he's for some he's of the stuff that he does. He's done the stuff um, that you, you want him to do. What a lot of other yeah. haven't been doing. You know, a lot of it, and a lot of it is keeping it simple. Yeah. You know, so well, Paul Smith there saying the Klopp isn't a great tactician. I mean, at the end of the day, for someone who isn't a great tactician, he's got a hell of a fucking CV. Yeah. It's just a force he's up against yeah. Ancelotti, who's also who an, is the brilliant. master, uh, especially in Europe. Was he five yeah. European Cups as well? You know, it's it's, it's all his plus what he's won as a player, yeah, yeah. But Carlo Ancelotti for me is the best manager in world football and has been for yeah. a long time, but it's not so much his ability to um to man manage, his man management is outstanding, it's his ability to change within a game and to adapt within games that's second to none. He is absolutely outstanding. And the thing is, he he gets harshly judged by his time at Everton by a lot of fans in the Premier League. But you look at what he did at Chelsea. He made Chelsea a side at a time that were one of the best sides to watch around. You know, they were a brilliant side to watch under him. And they're the same. Madrid are the same. And the thing is, at Madrid... Everything is about the Champions League. They don't care if they win the league or not. Couldn't care less. You know, if they win the league, fine. They'll come second if they don't. It's Champions League. Everything is geared for the Champions League. And the pressure of that job is like nothing that is in any of the English jobs, in any of the Premier League jobs. Managing Real Madrid is crazy. You know, if you look, if, if you talk to anyone who lives, at, who lives in Spain and you ask them what the Spanish media are like when it concerns Madrid and Barcelona, it, it must be one of the most draining things about any manager who takes that job, the the, the rel relentless nature of their of their media. And he just takes it in his stride. He just, what, it's, what, all of it's water of a duck's back. He's done it all before. The guy is just ridiculously good. And no offense to Klopp or Guardiola or anyone like that. It's like, Carlo is that damn good. You know, yeah. and sometimes when you put in a performance like they did in the second half, dip your hat and say, "Yeah, yeah, they're good." Mm. They really just, were. I just, I just find it bizarre. It's always every time Liverpool lose a game, um, mm. Klopp is the worst tactician ever. I'm thinking, like, you know, 
I can get you being annoyed with Klopp. I think there's a bit of balance, you know. You know, you're acting like it's like a no mark in charge. Mm. You know, I think sometimes you just need to have a little think before you message sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Some of it's a little bit over, yeah, ridiculous. We're all pissed off that we've lost. But, you know, you don't have to yeah. go, honestly, tearing down everything and, you know, tearing down a manager who's done a lot for us. And also, if Klopp, Jeff Klopp leaves in the summer and we're probably, and we're not, I say we're not in the Champions League, good luck for who we're getting. Because... It'll be, I'll be intrigued to see who 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 we bring in to replace him. And yeah. do you know what? That that might be a wake up call. We go. It's not. All hey Matt, give him a chance. You? Give yeah, give him a chance to do it. Let's <laughs> let's give let's at least give him a chance to build the squad and see what it does again. Yeah. But right, so where do we move off of here then? Um, Matt, what would you what are you seeing for the, the next couple of games? What massive changes are you doing? Uh, I think the forwards come back and get their starts. I think you probably see Bobby and Jada both go from the start. And then if history tells us anything, it'll be Mo Salah. We'll just keep playing because that's what he does for Liverpool. So it'll look more like a last season forward line for us. The midfield is a huge question. Hendo came off on 73 minutes. I can't see Hendo for a bit. Do you know what? I've got to feel I can't see either of them starting. Palace. Can you even can you even see the kids starting? Because you know people were concerned about his ability to last the game, and uh, he's going pretty much. This is pretty much two full nineties on the trot now. He man. came off eighty five or eighty seven minutes, something like that. Uh, Harvey Elliott comes back in for sure. I think it's not even a question. Harvey Elliott will play on the right side at eight. Yeah, Mil- Miller in the six, Kada on the left. But do, unless you, unless you do a midfield two and you play four of them. Yeah, maybe uh, it's. I mean, look, you're going away to Palace. They're they're going to play four three three. They might play with a back five, but we'll find out from Patrick on Friday night how, mm. Pal- how he expects Palace to line up. But I ex- I don't think there's much manu- room to change anything in the back line. Maybe um, Costas could come in for Robbo if he's a bit leggy, but I doubt it. It would be in nice back- to get some input from the offensive side from our left backs because somebody earlier in the comment mentioned Andy Robertson that his his attacking play in the last few games has been very below his par. Like he just he doesn't seem to be whipping the ball in. So it would be nice to see Costas get a run in the team because it's been a long time. Yeah, he, he hasn't played in a while, has he? So Jesus, he hasn't played in a good co- in probably a couple of months, has he? Hmm. So that's one change you wouldn't. You wouldn't, I'd imagine you might see the midfield's a question. All right, the thing is, I think Nabby has to probably come in at some point. He has to, it's just yeah. a case of if you play 4 2 4 and or you stick with the 4 3 3 and bring Harvey in as a on central midfield, or if you play 4 2 4, you play Harvey wide and Salah more central, yeah, with Salah. someone next to him, with maybe Bobby next to him. and Possibly Jota wide right, wide left. You know, it's a possibility to do that as well. But irrespective of everything else that happened tonight, three points uh, at Palace is probably as important as anything. It's as important as is the most important game of the season now is is the next one. I think. Um, I think. I think in the next three games, Liverpool. That's the way they have to look at it. I think Liverpool needs to look at seven points in the next three games, which is they need to be looking to beat Palace, beat Wolves at home. Yeah, probably get a probably get a point against United. And look, yeah, I'll be honest, United are in very good form, so I would, that's going to be really difficult. So, but I think that's the way Liverpool got to look at it is try and look to get seven points in the next three games, and then see where that see where that leaves you. Because Liverpool are still on this tight run, as good as the last two wins were. We all knew you're probably only another defeat away from it. Probably being that, that that's all she wrote. Thanks very much for this your season done. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com in the league, definitely is yes. the the way this season has gone. Really, for if you look at the table, it's so it's still really condensed mm. from third right the way down to twelfth. There's yeah. 
there's not much in it for anyone and nobody, none of the sides around us, even directly above us, are consistent. So it's just about getting a win. That's all Saturday night's all about. Get a win, see where we go from there and see where that leaves us. See how, see what fit bodies you've got left. You know, yeah. um, I mean, if you were saying like Darwin to start the weekend, he might do. I think it, it depends. It de- I think it depends on the shoulder because we don't know how, you know, he played. But again, what, what did they have to, is it injections to play? Or is his shoulder literally fine? Because if his shoulder's literally fine, Darwin's like, this may be one to give Gakpo a rest in. I agree. I think Jossa could do the start. But again, Jossa looks, um, he, he needs games. Yeah. The thing is, the only way you're going to get match sharpness is play matches. Yeah. You, know, the, you, you can only do so much in training and you have to make you have to rotate that front line at some point and you can only do so much even like i said the same argument that i said about james milner getting giving you an hour the same argument is there for your forwards you only need... oh hello <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll just leave, we'll just leave that drama. Oh man! In all of the time, in all of the pods that I've been doing, I tell you what—that's the first time I've seen cat drama. Yeah, for those of you listening on audio download, uh, Matt's cats have just decided to have an absolute fist fight and attack yeah. Matt. So, if... well, so Matt, I'm like... going to go address this uh, blood I got all running down my hand here. I'll see you fellas later. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. Matt. Someone says more fight than we saw in the second half. Basically, what happened was you had one cat saying, I really rate Robbo. And the other saying, Costas is the man. Costas has got to come in. He whips those crosses. And they just decided to have it out. No, Johnny was. One went Hendo shit and they went, no, Nabby shit. And that was it, man. That's that's the. Or was it the FSG, FSG, FSG in and okay. out argument? It could be that one, couldn't it? Because that would cause a big rupture. Guys, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this on the download, what you need to do is skip to about minute 43 or 42 <laughs> on the YouTube video. Press play, stand just back, a, and just... Laugh. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, I'll be fair. That's probably me forget about the What are you going to do? <laughs> So um, lo- exactly, sore loser that cat. I tell you, sore they, loser. Yeah, <laughs> they do not take kindly to getting slapped five two. They really don't. I don't blame them. Uh, we all feel a bit like that. Uh, also, don't forget our uh, our charity. Uh, we're trying to r- raise money for uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh, we've got twelve ladies who are going to run the uh, Dublin Half Marathon. So all the details are, are in the description below. And uh, Dublin Full so, Marathon, mate. Dublin Full Marathon. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, so yeah. details in the description below. If you can give, give. If you can't, just share it around your WhatsApp groups, you know, your work emails, and just look. We're trying to aim to get to 20k, aren't we? I think we're over two now, aren't we? So, you know, we're starting there. So I see that cat, that cat seems to have got more traction than the actual game. I'll tell you what, oh. use has got the best puns going. It made use yeah. pause, for, pause for contemplation. He's right. He's right. Uh, what else could we do? He's right. <laughs> We're trying to find something else to talk about other than this bloody game. Oh, Look, all right. I predicted last night, I think I predicted 2 0. I predicted a clean sheet. What do I know? Um, but a 2 0, oh, it was crazy. I mean, it's, listen, our first goal was really good. Oh, it was a lovely goal, but it was yeah. a really good goal. And the thing is, it get the start that we made got lost in the disappointment of the result at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things that if you're looking for positives to take out of it, when we went for them and we pressed them high, and I was happy for them when they were playing out from the back. I was happy with that. I love seeing, I love seeing sides playing out from the back. It doesn't matter how good they are because you only got to force them into a mistake once. And we did it a few times where we forced them into mistakes. And we capitalised on it, and we were on it. And the biggest worry for me was when we got to thirty minutes. Stop. I thought, I just we we just physically couldn't maintain that level of intensity. Mm. And maybe it was okay we put too much into it. I saw a tweet from um, oh, 
Davo. And Davo's been consistent on this all the way through the season. We're too easy to play against at times. Too nice. And so I don't no, I don't think it's too nice. I just think that we're too open. Mm. And when you're playing against someone like Vinicius Jr., and look, we kind of slandered him a bit on here on this channel for the last few shows. Didn't think he was as good as he was. He's matured a lot in the last in the last two years. And I think tonight you saw someone who's right on that verge of becoming a true world class operator. You know, he was um He's not even that old either, is he? He's only 22, I think. But the thing is, he's been on the scene for so long. I think he was 16 when Real Madrid signed him. I think they paid something like 45 million euro for him at the time. It was a record for a 16-year-old. And there was a stretch in, in the game there where, where he opened his legs. Now, look, people malign Trent for his defending. Trent ain't slow. He's a lot of things. He ain't slow. He ghosted past Trent. And the only one that kept anywhere near close to him is Joe Gomez. And Gomez is quick. You know, and even he struggled to keep up with him. It was the what it was the one that Robbo cleared, made the last ditch tackle for. Do you remember oh, to Rodrigo? That, that, the, the only person who Jack, the only person who kept up with Vinicius Jr. was Valverde. Yeah. He outstripped everyone. It, which it is... goes to show how quick they are in midfield. And you saw yeah. it at times in the second half when they were pressing. When you're playing in the Premier League against Premier League players, good Premier League players. The players had half a second more in the Premier League as opposed to tonight. They were that quick off on the on the press that they forced us into making bad decisions and giving the ball away in bad areas. And that look, that's down to the to their willingness to press at the right in the right areas. And you just got to pull your hand up and say, yeah, they are, they are really fucking good at times. And we've got to get better at how we manage that. But the saving grace is we don't play Real Madrid every week. No, which is like football. Never oh, Ashley. We, we never win a Ashley, game. Ashley, this game was a catastrophe. <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep them coming. What was it, Brian's before? Uh, Matt's not feeling fine, which I thought was a uh, – I quite like uh, that poor, one. Poor Matt is uh, suffering for the cause. He's got a, a terrible war wound that he's definitely getting looked at at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I'll end this one. Uh, Justin's ask, asking, what are our thoughts on the rebuild job that's actually needed for the squad? And with the current owners at the helm, how confident are you? Well, is, it's a listen, you, you, you go for broke because I answered it last night. Um, me oh, and Gab did a, me and answer, did a show give, last give night. Give your answer again because I didn't, I didn't hear it. All right, and me and Gab did a show last You're more considered than me. <laughs> and here, here's the thing, Justin, right? As it stands at the minute, but, uh, Bobby Firmino hasn't extended his contract. James Milner is leaving the club in the summer, and so is Oxford Chamberlain, and so is Navigator. That's four big wage earners going out, going out the door. That's four bodies that need replacing. And they're going to need replacing, irrespective of who the owners are, irrespective of what money comes in. And if you've got an owner in FSG who are adamant that they want to protect their investment. The only way they can protect their investment into the club is to spend in the summer. And they have to rebuild this midfield with a minimum of three signings at the right age and caliber to give us a fighting chance of not only getting back into the Champions League as a, as a right, but to be able to compete on four fronts. So, and they're not the only four who are going to be leaving in the summer, okay? You've got an argument and a decision that's going to have to be made on someone like Joel Matip, if Joel's going to have a future at the club after this season. Cuivin Kelleher has made noises that he wants to go and play first-team football next season, which is fair. So there are possibly five, six positions you could be looking at. The other one has cost us. Whose contract has got less than a year in it and again yeah, so place a backup of a backup. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I, I think with Costas, he's one that you could that could be extended quite comfortably, quite easily. I, I wouldn't be too fussed if and even if it's a case that you keep him for the year and you let him go, it's probably as cheap to do that 
and concentrate and get bringing someone through or replacing him the following summer. I think this summer is more pressing areas midfield. You want to, I think you want to start next season ideally with Jordan Henderson being your fifth, at least your fifth choice central mid, and possibly Fabinho as your first change off the bench for a, a replacement six. I think you want to be starting next season really with and with a new central midfield three. And the players that you've got automatically starting now, Tiago, Fabinho, Henderson, Stefan, Harvey Elliott, those I five. I, I think you, I think you need to be bringing in five players, three players who are better than those five, or who, are, who you're going to hmm. build through for the for the next five for the next few years. And the only way to do that is you're looking at a, a minimum of two hundred million pounds investment in probably four players. Hmm. I think. And it I think I think it does depend on the formation we're going to go to as well. Are we sticking 4 yeah. 3 3? Is he going to go more? If he's going to go more of a 4 2 3 1, you probably need another wide forward. I think no, because I think Harvey Elliott becomes that um, possibly to Mo Salah on the, on the right. But the other one to look out for is to see what happens in the next few months with um, Indica. Yeah, because he's got uh, he's, he's, uh, his contract's up at the end of the he's summer. Got, yeah, it? his contract is up. He'd be available on a free. And I think he's the kind of smart business that you do to bring someone in because I think long term Kwanzaa does have a future at the club. He's out on loan at Bristol Rovers mm. at the minute, and they're waxing lyrical about him. They can't get over the fact that he's this good, this young, and the fact that they're that they're benefiting from him being there. I think long term he's going to have a future at the club for sure. So I do think, I do think we need a uh, a centre half. I, I think I think it is probably Matip that goes. Uh, people won't like the fact Joe Gomez stays, but I, I think he, we've had this we, argument. We've had this discussion. We, we, ha we have to, we have such a massive issue with homegrown and club homegrown players that. Joe well, Gomez Ian, Mc, Ian McLaughlin makes makes a point there. Uh, they they have signed players, but they act, well, actually will they? They promised us signings before, and they never happened. Here's the thing: you literally physically have four players leaving the club this summer that have to be replaced. Mm. And if they're not replaced, then we won't be in the Champions League for a long time. Their investment and their sponsorship deals, which hinges on us being in the Champions League, go down to Swanee. Look at what happened with us and with Adidas going back when we were in the Champions League and we were knocked out of it. Adidas walked away from us. Because so, we weren't competing at the highest level. It's in FSG's interest to invest this money because if they don't, they won't they won't maintain the sponsorship deals that we have and not only will they lose that they'll also have to reinvest to get it back to square one anyway mm. so if they want to maintain what they have they have to put money in that's just it Gavardio is not an option i don't think he's signed a deal for Alpilapse for next for the summer look i just think that Gavardio is one of these players, I think he's going to be a, a 70 or 80 million pound player. Um, uh, I, for the life of me, I don't see him going anywhere on the cheap. So it's just, fine. that's why I think you've got to look at a signing. If you're going to heavily invest in midfield, you're going to be use the majority else. of your transfer business in midfield. And Dicker to me makes sense because he, mm. he's good center back, he's young, he's quick, he's French. And he's gonna be in and around the French setup. He's probably too good to be. He's he's done well. At, I think he's at Frankfurt. He's done well mm. there, and it's like he just seems the the right kind of deal to do. If you're gonna look for someone to maybe come in and kick on over the next few years, I think he's the right kind of profile you'd be looking for. Yeah. I think if you were going, if you had to replace. Um, if we had to replace Virgil this summer, then I think Gavardio would be the one you'd look at. But if yeah. you're not replacing a, a, a Virgil type centre back this summer, then you I think I, I think you look, look at then. I think you look for someone who's a similar ability to Aribu. Only because hey, Matt. which Ibu are you gonna get which Ibu we get which Ibu we're gonna get next season? Are we gonna get the Ibu that was fairly available in his first season? Or are we gonna get the Ibu who fortunately this year it's just he's not been his injury record hasn't been great. No. So it's 
But look, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with Ibu's ability when he's on the pitch. It's just physically getting him on the pitch. But Correct. as we've seen with Joe Gomez tonight, you play someone who depends on pace, game in, game out. You're gonna put pressure on these players with the hamstrings and stuff. If they ping, that's it. That's six weeks. Hmm. That's just life, and it, that could be anyone. You know, hamstrings go at this time of year with players quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm with you. I, I'm thinking looking at at least three midfielders you need, and we just know that. Yeah. If um, if Matip's going, you're looking for a straight swap for Matip. If Kelleher goes, you're looking for a straight swap for Kelleher. And I would assume they'll bring the young lad yeah. up to be Adrian's replacement. Uh, well, um, yeah, I mean, the thing I is, still think... if, if people want to get rid of the likes... Sorry, just say, if people want to get rid of the likes of Joe Gomez and Curtis Jones... Go and find English replacements, and find that money, find that budget to find English replacements. But the other because thing with, Joe, with it, the other thing with Curtis Jones is he's also club grown, not homegrown. So, so is and that's Curtis. it. So, so is Joe. And that's, we signed that's him, the we big, so young. Yeah, that's the big thing that's killing us. Is we haven't got enough club grown no, in two, three years' time. We will, mm. you know, with the likes of your Elliots and your Dokes and people like that. But that's a few years away before they have to be registered. Uh, if you said the cry if we sign Mason Mount, sometimes the most fashionable players turn out to be the best ones. You know, I'll, Mason Mount as a third choice option, fourth choice midfield option, it's not the I don't think it's the worst option. I'd but, I'd be I'd be shocked if uh, if he doesn't sign an extension at Chelsea. I th- I think an agent using our name to get get himself a better deal, which look, good luck to him. Quite a lot of agents do. Yeah. Quite a lot of agents that's what he's paid for. To be fair, it's what yeah. genies didn't do very well. Yeah, Matt. What do you think that we're going? I mean, you you pretty much know yeah, where. Sorry, what's, what's the topic you guys are? Going okay, to talk basically, about? it was a question that came up in the chat. Uh, we know what FSG or what the owners need to do in the summer. Will they do it in the summer? Yes, yeah, but like, what, what would Given you like? the news that came out yesterday, what would you like? What do you think will happen? I try to keep what I would like and what I think is going to happen kind of at the same level so that I don't constantly make myself disappointed. Like I, I find that some people just expect too much from us in the transfer market. If you don't know by now that we're not going to go and spend 600 million in a transfer window, then I don't know what rock you've been living under. So you have to have some grasp on reality with what we're actually going to do when it comes to transfers. But I think it's going to be a big summer. I think we're going to get Jude Bellingham. I think we're going to get another maybe 40, 50 million pound player. We're going to bring back Tyler Morton. We're going to keep Bacetich in and around the first team. Milner, I can see him being offered a new contract. Like it's not going to be a drastic overhaul. It's just, it's too expensive and it's too hard to get rid of the players. Like somebody earlier said that, you know, I, I've tried defending Fabinho, but he's got to go now. He's getting paid 200,000 pounds a week. Where is he going to go? Another team in the Premier League that's seen him firsthand, how he's competing in that league? Probably not. So back onto the continent, who's going to pay him 200000 a week? PSG, Why probably. wouldn't these players that are playing for English teams that can offer so much more in terms of the wages to both the superstars and the mid-level players get paid so much more at English clubs? It's what I was saying about Oxley chamberlain for over a year now is why would he leave? He'll never get paid as much as he's currently getting paid now. You run that contract down and you get every one of those top dollars out of it because you're currently earning at your top level. Fabinho's probably at his peak level of earning right now. So unless he wants to go somewhere, we're not just going to buy him out of his contract. So that's why I think you're going to see things like Milner being brought back. I could see Firmino not being offered a new contract possibly just to clear a little bit of room off of the books and clear out the space in the team. Eventually, he's not going to be a Liverpool player anymore, but... Uh, so I can see, yeah, I, I can believe that FSG will do it because they're not stupid. These are these are sports businessmen at the end of the day. And yeah, people are saying that Red Sox fans are upset with FSG for, you know, letting the team stagnate. Baseball is so cyclical. You can be garbage one year and then be the top in your division the following season. So they have a history of winning championships. They know how to run a sports team. They're not going to let Liverpool fall to be a mid-table team. It's, I also I think don't see it happening. If you're cynical and said that all they care about is top the top four money, then they're going to have to invest in to make sure it's a top four. It's at least a top four side. 
which at the moment they've got they've got a fight in their hands for this this season already. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to see. Oh well. Right. It's gone eleven o'clock. Let's go home. I, uh, I just, I'm know. just looking at the fridge and I'm looking at what Matt is drinking and I'm thinking, yeah, go on, have one. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's I normally, I normally never leave in the middle of a show to go and grab a can, but it was uh, uh, listen, kind Matt, of extenuating we, circumstances. Listen, Matt, we've had some great puns since you've been away. You need to go no, back no, and watch that. Uh, <laughs> my wife had her... While I was running my hand under the faucet for the five minutes that the internet recommends, I was watching the live comments coming in, and we've got some real, real chuckle merchants in the chat here. So. <laughs> uh, listen, to be honest, oh, mate, that, we all forgot about the game for a good five minutes. We're all quite, we're all quite uh, happy. What it, were they it, fighting was a, it, was, it definitely was a catastrophe waiting to happen. It yeah. was, yes. I saw a catastrophic That's... catastrophe. Uh, somebody the, the, the tabby cat one was, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, the was... cat was on my lap being very nice, minding her own business, and the fucking corgi came upstairs and basically just attacked the cat for having the audacity of sitting on my lap. So the oh. cat doesn't take shit from anybody, so she went back at the dog, the dog at the cat, and so I had to reach in, and the cat just absolutely so, chomped me on the thumb so it wasn't a it wasn't a hendo versus navigator fight then or no it? no it wasn't so the cat ended up getting flung across the room i've got a set of blinds i need to fix i'm looking at now i see they're all mangled from when the cat got tossed so but yeah everybody's everybody's fine the only one that's bleeding is me cats downstairs uh, like nothing even happened i tell you see it's what you it's what you come to us for yeah <laughs> hey this I'd much rather talk about getting fucking bitten by a cat than have to talk about that fucking second half performance (laughs) that we put in today. So there you go. Silver linings. All right. Well, what day was today? We're on Wednesday today, aren't they? No. No, Tuesday. I'm wishing wishing a week away, to be honest. Uh, I'm sure we've got a midweek fix coming out. The guys are going to go right way back through this again tomorrow, I I, I would imagine. Have you got a a viewer's voice on Thursday? I I'd imagine we might be able to find some viewers that have a few opinions on this Jolly game. I think good. this is one where some of the uh, contributors will be messaging Gav going, yeah, I'll, I'll take a shot on Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have no doubts. Friday, uh, Kev, we're doing Premier League forecast prediction. Yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed. You know, hopefully, hopefully we predict the win as the happens. Cal- Calvin is definitely right, by the way. No cars were harmed in the filming of this pod. No, we can guarantee that one. Only a mat, but that's fine. We got mine. That's a mat. Took one for the team. Yeah, and then Saturday, um, full time Reds. It'd be it'd be company. It'd be combination of us. There you go. I've blood all over my notebook. And then we all start again with fat back four. So, ah, grand. But listen, thanks for watching. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe, and we'll be back very soon. So it finished. Liverpool two, Real Madrid five. On we go to Palace. Speak to you later. One, Matt Nil. That too. Sports Social Podcast Network.